Hey friends, welcome back to the Jessica Heisman podcast. Um, today's episode is not really cheerful, I would say. I'm, <laughs> you're happy about it, but uh, this is a really vulnerable episode for me because I never thought that I would be making it. Um, I'm already crying. <laughs> I'm like, are we, is this a different topic? <laughs> Did I miss the memo? Um, let's back up. Uh, we're going to be talking about baby sleep. Um, so we have gone through a lot of different approaches for baby sleep. We have a 10 month old daughter and, um, when she was born, she was a great sleeper. <laughs> she was phenomenal. Um, she was so sleepy. Like I had to wake her to feed her. So we never had that like horrible middle of the night newborn stage. She was really awesome. She slept really well. Um, and I also focused as when she was a newborn on like certain things like laying her down while she was still awake and letting her fall asleep on her own, um, laying her down throughout the day. So we worked on those independent sleep skills. I was like, I got this guys. We're, we're great. And the reason that I worked on them for while she was so young is because I didn't want to do um, what is known as cry it out or any type of sleep training approach that involves crying. Um, we had talked about it and you, I guess, had a misunderstanding and he was like really worried that it was going to be psychologically damaging to our daughter. And I more so was kind of on like the side of like, it doesn't make sense to me that I would let my baby cry at all ever. Um, she's a really happy baby. So I never felt like I wanted to let her cry. I, I knew how to help her. Um, and I knew when she was crying at night, she wanted me, she wanted to nurse when she was younger then she wanted me for comfort. And when, if I have the ability to help her, I don't want to let her cry and fight for herself. She's this tiny little baby. Um, so that was my perspective. Um, so before we dive into, you know, our change in perspective, we had what seven. Well, I guess so she slept well for the first three months. We didn't really even consider any type of approach until she was about three months old. Right. Yeah. And that's when we decided to take a no cry approach. And I took, um, the peaceful sleepers course and they have a no cry approach and it was amazing. Um, she she definitely um, warns you that it's a much longer approach uh, as opposed to like letting them fuss and cry. That is like a quicker solution. Whereas um, the no cry approach took us four months to see like big progress. So every day there was a win. Every day I'd be able to lay her down a little bit sooner. Um, like I would always rock or breastfeed her to sleep. And at first it involved lots of rocking, breastfeeding her till she was so sleepy, rocking, 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 holding her for 20 minutes while she was sleeping in my arms, carefully laying her down in the crib. And I slowly backed away. So, um, what that looked like was I would breastfeed her till she was sleepy and rock her till she was like had just fallen asleep and then lay her down. And then uh, once she got used to that, I would rock her until she was just about to fall asleep and lay her down and I pat her butt until she fell asleep. And then it was rocking her till she was tired, laying her down, patting her butt, shushing, doing a million things to try to get her to fall asleep while laying down in the crib because that was important. Um, and this whole process, eventually I was able to 
uh, lay her down in her crib. I have video proof that it happened. Um, lay her down in the crib and watch her on the monitor as she falls asleep on her own. And it was a great two weeks. I was like, we did this no cry approach. I, I put videos out on the internet. I was like, this is our daughter. She did it. She's never cried herself to sleep. Success. Um, and that was about maybe that she was like seven months old, I think. Okay. When that had officially happened, because we worked for it. That no cry approach took us four months. So, so, so shitty when, sleep started at three months, seven months. We finally got a couple weeks of her falling asleep on her own. But it took four months of me killing myself to get her to sleep. Right. And I would say when Jessica said it took us four oh, yeah. months, <laughs> um, I was really good at putting her to sleep while she was swaddled. When she was a baby, baby. When she Teen, didn't. Tiny baby. When she didn't have arms that could come out of the swaddle. Yeah. Um. Like I could, I could put her to sleep. Uh. Yeah. After those arms came out, um. I think I maybe put her to bed three or four times. Yeah. Like because maybe. you had to. Like I wasn't around. Yeah. She during those no cry because we had such like a in sync rhythm. I could try to explain like you have to put her in the crib on her side and slowly do it and then pat her butt this way. But she, he wasn't mom and he just wasn't good enough she, she <laughs> for, for Addie. Um, so yeah, that was our no cry approach. And if someone were to ask me uh, if it was worth it, you know, like it, it worked. It really did work for that short time, but it didn't give her the sleep that we were hoping for. Yes, she could fall asleep independently, but she was still waking up four, five, six times at night, needing me to do whatever it was to get her back to sleep. Yeah, I would say there was a couple times, maybe only twice, where I'm like, hey, if this isn't working or we're not seeing progress by this time, we're going to do cried out. And you were like, yep, I'm on board. And then it's just things didn't line up to where we're like, okay, we're going to do cry it out. So we, yeah, it there, would be like, there was only a couple of th times of frustration to where you're like, Hey, we need to, we need to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Through that whole no cry process. I definitely had my moments after hard nights where I was like, we're just putting her in there, closing the door. And like, obviously I would not have done that, but like when you're all amped up and amped up with emotion, like that's what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so we did the no cry approach. Um, it worked for two weeks. And then we had it like a cascade of events that just, um, they were not out of the ordinary events, which is why it really opened my eyes to, okay, this isn't sustainable. This isn't something that we can keep doing. Um, we went to Montana. She started teething. We went to Arizona. Um, we had family in town. We were driving... To and from um, to Florida. That was a long time well, ago. Do you think because her sleep was bad in Florida? No, she was three months in Florida. I don't know a lot. Anyways, um, we had all these events to happen. We moved into a new house, and it was it a lot for her, a hundred percent. And I was there to help her through it. But through this cascade of events, her sleep got so bad. Um, there was no laying her down at whatsoever. It was hours and hours of me rocking her. I'm not kidding. Bedtime would be, I'd get her to sleep at like 
I don't know, let's say 6.45, 7 o'clock, she would wake up at 7.15 and then be up until 10 o'clock. And that entire time, I would be rocking her and singing to her and bouncing. My feet ached, my back ached. I would come down from finally getting her to sleep sobbing because I physically was just so exhausted. I was breastfeeding so much extra because she was using it to soothe. My nipples were raw. You were sleeping on the couch because we were co-sleeping all the time right, right here. <laughs> um, or in the, in the lazy boy. Yeah, I, we co-slept. But even regardless of what I did, no matter how hard I fought to get her to sleep, she would wake up 30 minutes later. She'd wake up 45 minutes later. Yeah, it wasn't like when she finally got to sleep, we're like, oh, great. Now we can relax. I don't remember the last time when she was taking a nap where you weren't on edge waiting for her to wake Wait, up. Wait, 20 minutes. And then I'd be like, oh, I have to go rock her to sleep. And then when she rocked to sleep, it would be like she would, she just could not stay asleep. And and, it, and it's not like we were willy-nilly on her nap schedule. Like yeah. it was specific. She's waking up at seven. She has, what was it, two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We and were, we, we got to the point through this like regression, I guess, or like this change in her sleep where we were on the dot planning for over two weeks we every single meal ever like i was timing how long i was breastfeeding her i was breastfeeding her when she woke up and before she went to sleep plus there was other like solids involved there was other times that she was eating she would eat whenever she was hungry full good feedings a hundred percent we were focused on like the optimal wake times. We were getting her to sleep before she got overtired. We were making sure she had 12 hours of daytime. We were doing everything that was suggested by every no cry approach, you know? And also you were calling the woman and you had lots of calls and texting. It's not like you're like, well, I'm giving this a shot my kind of my own way like yeah. you were making sure yeah i was working with full feedings and from full feedings and she's amazing and i think that if i would have started this approach before i was like in this big of a rut i would i think it would have worked um i really do i Always believe in her <laughs> i believe in her approach so much it makes so much sense to me and that was like it but i think we had just developed so many uh bad asleep associations and so it just didn't matter what we did. She wasn't getting enough sleep. She was chronically overtired and not getting the sleep that she needed. I was chronically overtired and not getting the sleep that I needed. And the two of us were just struggling every single day. And it was taking a toll on our relationship. It was taking a toll on Adeline and I's relationship because when I when she'd wake up, I'd be like, okay, you can take care of her because I need to sleep for the next hour and a half before she goes down again. And then when I'd wake up, I'd resent having to rock her to sleep for the next hour and a half yeah. for her to sleep 20 minutes. Like it was such a hard place to be in. And the whole time, um, as a mom, I have this guilt. And this whole time I was like, well, I'm the one that committed to this no cry approach. I can't change my mind now. And on top of it, like I, uh, my career is a social media influencer. I shared that I'm doing this no cry approach with millions of people online and millions of moms are looking to me for, you know, the direction to go because they don't want to hear their babies cry. And I don't want to hear my baby cry. And it was just so overwhelming and I didn't know what to do. And 
like I think we eventually we got home from Arizona and we still were sticking with this like schedule and we're like no this is just we're it, it's not working mm-hmm. and it's not like we took this decision lightly and I'm not trying to paint this picture of like cry it out is also this like thing that you need to be sobbing over because it really you know a lot of people have let their babies <laughs> cry and we're we're all okay but um I would I I did not take this decision lightly. I would say you are an emotional person in a way of you feel something and you let yourself feel something and that's fine. Like that's I I don't I don't see an issue with it. Um I will say during this time I told a lot of good jokes, but due to (laughs) Jessica being extremely tired, I wasn't exactly getting the laughter that I think I deserved. But (laughs) other than that. Not even that, but also like the day so we decided on a monday we're like okay i'm gonna do contact naps we're gonna make sure she has good naps today and we're gonna do cry it out tonight but we also planned like weeks out oh yeah this is what we were gonna do it wasn't like okay this time we're gonna do it because for me when i make a decision i don't want it to be a slapstick that's not even rash a rash decision a slapstick decision (laughs) based off of, of an emotional moment so that was something that and those are the moments where i was like i can see doing cry it out like when i'm exhausted and she's like every time i lay her down like popping her eyes open and staring at me and starts crying like that's when i'm like i'm gonna let you cry (laughs) and i I timed it once because jessica's like i'm just gonna let her cry yeah so okay one of my hesitations for doing any type of sleep training cry it out method was i was like she doesn't it's not going to work on her. I was like, I've let her cry and it it does not get better. She doesn't. And he's like, you've let her cry for like 30 seconds. No, it was, it was two and a half minutes. The two. longest I just timed it. I'm like, I got, I got, I got, and time. it felt like this. seven years. Like, but in that two and a half minutes of letting her cry, I was like, started like, cause the reason I let her cry is because I was so overwhelmed and I couldn't get her to sleep. And I was just like, I'm, putting in her crib i'm closing the door i'm taking a breath and i'm just gonna let her cry so like i went from being so overwhelmed and like mad by the two and a half minutes i was like oh my god she needs me and like went back in like that's how hot, fast you know i changed and was able i did go back in and rocked her to sleep but yeah so it was not a light decision yep. we planned it um the day leading up to the night that we started um we were working again with um the peaceful sleeper i was working with um the sleep consultant london and she was she was great she also has a similar story to mine which is really helpful i should have her on the podcast and talk about her story um but she was really resistant to wanting to do any type of sleep training with her um, kids as well and eventually gave in later. And so that was another reason I was like, Adeline's 10 months old. It's not going to work. She's already too far gone. Um, And she was like very reassuring that like that could be a good thing. Like she could pick up things faster. Um, But I was texting her and I was like, I'm not doing well. Like this is not okay because I was like... Was this during... No, 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 no. This was the day leading up. The day leading up, I was like a zombie. Like you could not talk to me. All I could think about was that I was going to let my baby cry that night. And I was imagining horror stories. I was imagining the worst. I literally was sick to my stomach, felt like I was going to vomit. 
Um, and I did, I posted on Instagram and I had a ton of incredible women reach out and say like their success with it, um, just supporting me. And that was really helpful. And I spent a lot of time reading those because you were not helpful. I, well, I was just going to say. <laughs> he was trying to make jokes. He's like, stop feeling. It's not even a big deal. <laughs> so my approach was incorrect. And I, and I, and I, now I see that, um, just cause there wasn't any success with it. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were trying to stay lighthearted when my heart felt like bricks. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so jumping in. Now, that's our little story of like, okay, we this is why we waited 10 months first off. Um what the no cry approach looked like for us um and why we ended up doing cry it out. Um we decided talking to London, our sleep consultant, that um Adeline gets more escalated when I'm involved. So like if I even like just comparing like when we lay her down, she's a little like she doesn't cry as much if you lay her down compared to me. She likes me more. Yeah, that's it. Um, But I knew that just based on the few times that I have let her cry, when I come back into the room, she screams louder and stronger and she's madder. And I've tried when I was doing the no cry approach, I've tried to calm her down without picking her up and it didn't work at all it was horrendous and never even got like a tiny little bit better so when talking to london i made sure to explain that and we decided like me going in probably wasn't going to help the situation unless like she was really you know like at a level 10 she needed to calm down like it was way too crazy then I would go in obviously I'm not a horrible person but um (laughs) besides that um I just felt like going in would escalate the situation so we decided to full-on go like extinction no cry and I know that there's so many modified approaches there's the Ferber method and what's the Ferber uh it's just a specific timing like 10 minutes 10 minutes whatever okay I mean um the peaceful sleeper has a modified approach a, a modified modified approach like there's definitely different time caps that you can give baby and then you go in and comfort and the way you comfort is different based on the method that you choose whether you're going to pick the baby up and rock them and calm them down and then lay them down again or you don't pick them up and you just kind of pat them on the butt and calm them down or there's some where you just go in and you tell them that you love them and then you leave again and for me all of those options were like okay Adeline's going to be extra angry if I come in and do any of those things and don't get her to sleep. Like it's just going to basically like be a reset button and she's going to start back at the beginning. So we made the hard choice of just kind of letting her cry and we'll see how it goes and how long it'll take until she falls asleep. Um, And we watched the monitor like a hawk. And by we, I mean you because I couldn't do it. So it (laughs) it worked out perfectly um, because Jessica had volleyball and you weren't going to go. But I was like, you are not going to do well uh, watching this monitor. And there may have been a snide comment about me just playing a game on my phone and just like casually watching the monitor and not tracking. Um, So I went upstairs, made a spreadsheet, two columns, um, and just... (laughs) (laughs) The time and the level. (laughs) So it was just about every minute... Um, I would say what she was doing and then the level of crying and she made it to, and I was texting London 
um, to make sure that like I didn't need to go in there at all. And my plan was to not do that, but I wanted to make sure that she agreed with what I was doing Mm -hmm. because I had told you that if it's an issue after 15 minutes that I'm going to go in and I want, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't just as the person that you, I generally look at as like, no, it's fine. It's an hour. I wanted to make sure to appease you and and do the right thing. So I think it was really helpful, especially for you the first night having London, but also like through this whole week, we're on day four, Mm -hmm. Um, just the amount of questions that pop up that I wasn't prepared to have. Like it it seems very self-explanatory, but then there's tons of things that just come up while you're doing this. And it was really helpful to have somebody in your corner if that's something that you're considering just know that Mm -hmm. and i didn't know if things were going well or not because for the first like we're looking at 10 minutes she hasn't really moved at all she's just crying and then she like sat down for like a minute or two and moved to the other spot and i'm like hey i told jessica i would go in should i be going in she's like well what's going on i'm like she sat down a couple times she rubbed her eyes she's like that's huge. That's phenomenal. I'm like, oh, that's that's all I need to hear. Great. Not going in. <laughs> yeah. So Adeline definitely um, has protested. She doesn't. It's not like we laid her down and she fell asleep right away. It took 34 minutes the first, yep. the first night. Um, he said it was really, really hard to listen to her. Um, I can imagine because I've heard her cry and I hate it. Um, <laughs> so... 34 minutes, but there was a lot of variability. So she would be, you know, crying really hard, but then kind of calm herself down and sit down for a second and then cry a little bit more and then might escalate a lot, but then calms herself down. And that's what's really important about the sleep training is that they're learning to calm themselves down. Um, and there there is that variability, but eventually she did lay down and fall asleep after 34 minutes, which was I, really hard. I would say minute 30 was when it's like everything was between a seven and a nine until minute 30 and then it was just like out of frustration she's just like "Mm, i'm gonna lay down and just like angrily lay down for three minutes i'm just like tried to get up and it's like ah threw herself threw herself down to the the uh i want to say couch but so first night um 34 minutes is a long time and it breaks my heart to like have to do this approach. It doesn't feel natural to me. It doesn't feel good. But she slept from 6 to I think 12 that night, 6.30 to 12. Um, that's the longest that she's ever slept through the night. That's the biggest chunk we've ever had mm-hmm. after one night of training. And my like when I feel really down and I have to listen to her cry and it it breaks my heart. Like that's what gets me through is like knowing she's getting such better sleep and she's waking up happier. She has more energy. She's crawling around like a maniac. Like she's eating better, like more solid foods. She's eating more milk or drinking more milk through the day, eating more breast milk through the day. I don't know if you say eating or drinking. Um, Liquids usually drinking. (laughs) Yeah, but that sounds weird. Drinking milk through the day. Um, just you uh, just met like insane difference um her naps were which were like 20 you know pushing a little bit past 20 minutes like i'd have to extend it to get to like 45 um she's now napping an hour and a half on her own that's why we can do this 
that's why we're doing a podcast, right? But it's not even like, take me out of it. Yeah. All Adeline, she is sleeping and she's getting sleep, which is so crucial for her development. So yes, we're letting her cry and that hurts. And I'm hoping that she gets to the point where she doesn't have to cry to fall asleep. But every time that we let her cry, she sleeps a huge chunk and it's it's life-changing. I'm getting rest. I'm getting sleep through the night. Last night, she woke up once. The night before, she woke up once, um, which is mind-boggling. Like, mm-hmm. I, have, I have been waking up seven times a night for the past 10 months. And to finally get some sleep, um, for her to finally get some sleep is just worth it <laughs> still, it still still up for debate to say but um i just want to share my experience because i know that a lot of people have come to me looking for advice on the no cry and here i am like flipping my hat um <laughs> never heard that before <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm turning into somebody else. That's not a thing. Anyways, um, and I want to be upfront and share our story and why we switched and how it's working out for us. By no means do you have to do either approach. Um, but for us, we were in a spot that was so awful. Um, just it needed we needed to change something. Mm-hmm. So. And and still for the next baby, not an announcement. Uh, you still want to do the no cry or yeah she's like, <laughs> yeah oh, i want yeah. to do this all over again yeah i said i was like for the next baby i really want to focus on like the full feedings approach um and from full feedings has a wonderful approach of just making sure that baby is full eating full feedings um and on this optimal schedule so i need a baby's up um so yeah, I want to do that because I'm hoping that like following that schedule before we develop all of these bad sleep habits will get her sleeping without having to do any type of cry. So next baby will let you know, but this baby just woke up. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Jessica Hazeman podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure to subscribe, leave ratings, reviews. Um, I really appreciate it.